Are you looking to level up your author business? Are you pounding your head against a wall, wondering what your next step should be? Then join me, Daniel Wilcox. And me, Sasha Black, as we haul ass each week in a bid to level up. Level up. Come along for the ride as we delve deep into the business of writing, craft, entrepreneurship, and every level of the author journey. This is the Next Level Author Podcast. Hello, Achievers, and welcome to episode 98 of the Next Level Authors podcast, a podcast where we hold each other to account and track our step-by-step progress as we level up our author business heads. (laughs) My name is Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single walk is... Oh, I think that was interesting. It's like, that was so weirdly mutated German that for some reason, Zoom didn't capture that as words and tried to mute it out. That was brilliant. Uh, actually, it's not Helga. It is Sasha Black. Hello, Sasha Black. Oh, hello. I was looking forward to speaking to Helga this week. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, is she here? Oh, I hello, chicky. I, I mean, I, I, I don't <laughs> think I was doing German. In the I don't know what happened. I don't know if Helga is German. She's sort of, she's definitely European, sort of maybe Austrian mm. or I don't know. I don't English, know. No, not definitely not Swedish. I don't know. She's like a hybrid of all of all of that area. Let's say that. She is Europe. She is Europe. She is chicky. <laughs> She's just a naughty girl. <laughs> I can't. I can't hear the word cheeky without thinking of the cheeky girls, and that ruined yeah. life for me. Um, <laughs> this is where we're at. But yeah, how how was your week, Bim? Well, honey, mm-hmm. I finished the book. Yeah, you did. Wait for people on YouTube. Oh, I cannot tell you. So, like, because oh, creative brains are literally see you next Tuesdays. <laughs> I went into massive meltdown last night. So I finished the book at about four o'clock, sent it off. And then by about 10 o'clock, I was just spiraling and in massive meltdown, like complete imposter syndrome, doubt, not even about that book, about the next nonfiction book. And I just, I just oh, lost wow. my shit. And if it weren't for Helen Scheurer, like I probably would not have slept last night. Um, yeah. But yeah, she, and thank God that I have friends in like Australia and New Zealand because <laughs> <laughs> this night, Al, these people I like, need therapy and attention yeah. all day round. <laughs> all day round, 24 fucking hours a day, people. <laughs> I am needy. Um, yeah, so I, I proceeded to just, vomit on her last night and she was like yeah yeah and she's so understanding and I just love her so much mm-hmm. and uh yeah anyway so she she sorted me out and gave me a, gave me a, a a rub and a slap um and told me you know all, all the things I needed to hear so that was fine um but yeah I don't know so like I'm very excited because tomorrow um I have scheduled time by myself um to do some planning and some thinking and I am going to go and celebrate in the morning and yeah because like ugh, I don't really do celebrations but like I do feel like this one needs a, a bit of a marker and stone because this book nearly killed me mm-hmm. <laughs> like literally nearly killed me but it didn't but it didn't <clears throat> and now I get to work on the scent of death which is amazing and I get to work on my next non-fiction book uh which is amazing and I get to work on my course which is amazing so those are like the next three things that I'm going to work on because I'm completely fucking incapable of doing one thing at a time um so yeah I am like I'm like I'm filled with doubt hmm. and fear and filled with like simultaneously filled with like activator excitement yeah so yeah i'm very excited for the center death because i well 
I know that it's probably changed a lot since we last spoke about it, but based off of the original premise of what you wanted to do with it, it does sound, and I've, I've seen sort of like snippets, I'm sure will change. Yeah. But like... the, so the snip, so the, the premise is still the same. That mm-hmm. thing that I want to do with it is still the same. Yeah. The relationships Tease. will change. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, so I can like, basically what I want to do is, is a first person omniscient so which is unusual it, it, it for those people who don't know what that is if you've read the book thief it's like the the narrator death in the book thief or like alice seabold's the lovely bones lonely bones lovely bones can't remember i've read it ages ago anyway a bit like that um and there's a big twist and so i yeah like i i really want to do that um the relationships and that side is going to change and i i now no longer know what the ending is Ooh. yeah so I used to know what the ending was and I am doubting myself I don't know whether I just need to keep going with that I'm not sure but um anyway so so yeah and also I'm excited because it's going to give me the opportunity to work on and create a voice that I feel represents who I am now yeah. like both yes. both who I am but both also my level of writing like I don't feel like the Keeper series necessarily represents what I'm capable of mm-hmm. it was yeah anyway it was the starter exactly exactly mm-hmm. so yeah I feel I'm that. super excited and I'm, I'm starting with 25k of words already yeah. written so that's pretty fucking wicked as well done I am in a serious contemplation phase of rewriting my first novella <gasps> because oh. yeah it does not in any way reflect my best like I'm happy with it like the story is good and obviously it did good things but that's this was like seven years ago now mm-hmm. and I've learned so much since then and it's one of those where like I want to take everything that I've learned and just give it everything I can yeah yeah but I know you can't because that's this is the thing you can't constantly keep doing that or you, I mean you can update books but I mean this is a total total rewrite well it's interesting isn't it because like I am not an MVP girl Oh, oh, fuck it. I went to write that down to tell you about Minimum that. viable products, not most valuable player. I learned why I'm not the other day. It's literally to do with my strengths. Like my strengths don't allow that as a thing. But I can't, I'll, I will find where I wrote the note. Because I literally wrote the note down for you. And then I It makes sense. You. Yeah. It absolutely makes um, sense. But um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, this, I don't, trade isn't a minimum viable product, but it isn't it's not what I would normally do. I would normally have continued to work it and work it and work it and work it until I was happy with it. And I just yeah. can't. So yeah, yeah, it's nice. done. Yeah. Well, my week has been yet again, another blur. I am. Was it 99... It's been a weird week. I am 99% sure I am in quite a heavy burnout um, because I am resistant to getting to most things and I am oh. not sleeping and I am tired um and like it's 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 been i've had a few good things this week so for example on monday um ended up meeting up with my buddy luke because he's only like half an hour away from my where i live and we we tried to meet in a pub in the middle of nowhere and turns out that pub was closed and then we looked for any pub that was close and they were all closed or open at 5 p.m like and this was about half three in the afternoon so we ended up coming back sort of to, to where I live and finding a pub nearby and we just sat and we just chatted and just had like a drink and some food and that was really really nice um and I know that Luke listens to this so top conversation buddy um but like it, it was <laughs> good because it's so sarcastic <laughs> 
know it wasn't. I, like, it's, it's so, so sarky. But yeah, no, I like I really enjoy hanging out with Luke. Like he's an amazing guy, he's an incredibly skilled writer. We've run our um short horror story course this week, which I'll I'll go into in a little bit. Um, but it was nice just kind of like sitting down in person with another writer because you know these days it's rare that that kind of happens mm-hmm. um and it was just it was a good afternoon but yeah like everything else it really feels like I'm having to swim through mud to get to, to anything and you know the saddest part of that is I've still managed in the last two days to edit like 15k of a book um but it just at the minute doesn't it's not enough for like the stuff that I've got going on and where I'm trying to get to so I'm trying to be a bit kinder to myself over the next few days. I've got my boy next week because it's half term, which is going to make working difficult anyway. But yeah, I just like uh, it's just it's just heavy. It's just like I had um because I ended up well, I ended up like I, I was scheduled to go see my counselor this week, and I see her once a month now, and it's just so like useful and freeing to talk things through and to have an outside perspective, like free from anything that you know is in my life. Um, and I was saying like I had a really what could have been a really lucrative call on Monday, which I can tell you about after tease, um, which, you know, would have secured like several thousand pounds in my bank account. And like I had the call and it wasn't a right fit for now, but there's a possibility of stuff in the future. And it was one of those that I came off the call and I just didn't feel anything for it. And I, I was trying to work out like if it's apathy, if it was like stoicism, but I, I do just generally think that it's, it's burnout at this point and not being able to process all of the things going on. So I'm working on it. I'm trying to take the break and restore my creative well and everything else. But yeah, it's just, it's a lot at this point. Well, that's not good. Um, how severe of a burnout do you think it is? Like, do you think, because there's burnout and then there's burnout that puts people down for like a year, half a year. Yeah, I mean... It's, Are you it's... on a slide or... It's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. Like, I think the fact that I can recognize because I always know and I think we covered this in an episode on burnout before, but it's always at the point where I start to Google, am I in burnout? But I'm like, uh, you're, you're in burnout. Yeah, you're in burnout. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's the same like <laughs> it's the same with like when people come up to you, it's like, I don't know if I should be in this relationship. You you shouldn't. You're already questioning it. Like, there's a reason that you're asking yourself that question. Yeah. Like, I, I recognize where I am. Um how severe it is i just i i don't know might be worth strengths coaching because they coach Actually. people out of burnout all the time mm. yeah it is something that I'm, I'm looking into sort of coaching and mentorship stuff that should hopefully help but yeah i'll um i'll keep people in the loop as nla goes on week on week i'll sit there in episode 100 and just be like ah. <laughs> no that's a, i don't even want to laugh though because i'm now worried about you I mean, I'll be okay. I'll come out of like, I, I think that the good thing about this not being the first time that this has happened means that yeah. I can recognize it. I can spot the patterns. I can actively do stuff to help. Um, yeah. And oftentimes it's just like, one of the things that does help is just doing a mass review of what's on my plate. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing where I can drop things and where I can streamline things. Cause it's, it's something I come back to a lot, but I, I really am in the thick of, um, and I hate this word, but like the grind, because on the one hand, I have my client work and the ghostwriting stuff, which, you know, pays a lot of the bills. And like I lean on financially to live on the other side. I've got a growing business that, you know, I have to grow in order to take over what the ghostwriting is. 
but there's that middle where like you, you just have to do both which is hard and I, I recognize that and yeah there's a reality of doing that and I think this is important for anyone who's looking to you know take over their daytime income with the side hustle is yeah. there, there are periods in which you do have to go that extra and like that's not to say it can't be managed or that you can't like approach it in a healthier way but there are points in which like you, you have to make that decision as to whether or not you're going to push to get to that end or not mm-hmm. um yeah yeah so that's where I am uh what's something you've enjoyed this week oh, that was the one thing that I was like I'm not sure what I'm gonna say to um what have I enjoyed this week what have I enjoyed this week I don't know what I've done this week what day is it it's Thursday I finished a fucking book session yeah oh yeah 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 I did do that that was very enjoyable um what have I enjoyed I'm imagining you at the week? keyboard just like Doof. the end <laughs> yeah I uh <clears throat> yeah uh I don't know lots of things I think oh the weekend was lovely we went to oh yeah so this this was lovely we went to uh we had a crazy weekend doing jobs and things and then we went and had a dinner in a very gay pub with some very gay friends and we were all very gay at the table and it was fantastic and it was we were both like raging gays and it was all gay happy too so that was that was lovely and delightful and yeah we had dinner and we took we're going on a trip uh to New York with them so that is going to be nice and fun so we talked about that and uh yeah it was just lovely and I got to go to the bookshop just before as well which was nice and then I met um I met somebody who has the same real name as me, who was re- who was uh, who Penelope. was also gay. No, yeah, Penelope. Who was well, not quite Penelope, yep. a shortened version of Penelope, who who was also gay and also looking for lesbian fiction. And I was literally like, "What are the fucking odds of that?" Mm-hmm. So that was quite fun. Um, yeah, and it was just a lovely day. And I picked up a whole bunch of lesbian books, and yeah just love my life at the moment sounds awesome <laughs> yeah love i think that. that's a problem it's really hard to say like i'm just enjoying everything i'm just so happy oh this makes me very very happy considering like obviously pandemic years gone by and just i mean dan let's be real <laughs> i finished the book that broke me last night mm-hmm. so i'm probably riding a very fucking hysterical yeah. emotional like yeah. orphan high right now <laughs> so, <laughs> give me a week and i might not be as fucking gentler anymore yeah uh, but I get to it's basically like tits and badge from here out so I'm really, <laughs> really happy I'm really happy that I get to write welcome to the book. tits badge and horror podcast <laughs> <laughs> but it is like and there is nothing that makes me happier than tits and badge so you know <laughs> man so <sighs> my thing that I've enjoyed this week is um me and Luke last night wrapped up the writing short horror stories mini course that we've been running. It's a seven day course where people come in at the beginning, come up with their idea. And by the end of the seven days, they've written their story. Um, I'm pretty sure and I have to triple check this today, but we've had like a 90% pass rate, which is boss. Um, amazing. But we, we ended up having the end of week zoom call sort of celebration with all of the different people on there. And um, I was mentioning this to you before we came on there, but it absolutely blew me away um for for a multitude of reasons i mean often 
as you know, this, the situation we sit in, we'll, we'll go on Zooms and sometimes you really have to sort of facilitate the conversation. You have to welcome people in. Like it's really difficult sometimes to make people feel comfortable on Zoom, yeah. especially in a room of people they've not met before. Yeah. And there was none of that. Like we, people dropped into the call and I think eight out of the 10 were able to make it because of time differences and stuff. And we didn't get, we, at the beginning, we didn't have a chance to get a word in just because people were chatting to each other and they've been like in the Slack group all week talking to each other. And it was like, they knew each other and they're like, um what's the word they're hyping up each other's stories and they're talking and like all these in jokes and stuff and it was like an hour and a half of just of just fun and you know because I'm me and Luke's Luke we ended up asking like you know what was it that brought you into this course what are you going to take away and stuff and just to hear people's stories and like it was we've run this course a couple of times before two or three times before and we run it through Facebook groups it's been very you know we put the content in but Facebook groups is very hard to facilitate conversation sometimes because in the slack you can categorize stuff it's a bit easier to to work things out and luke has done <laughs> i if if people think i love notion they should see what luke is doing with notion because if you want to see someone's life on an app that's what's happening but luke is still to... using notion yeah yeah i am as well like everything that i'm doing is in notion now like i have everything cross-linked and cross-referenced like it's it's gorgeous um and Luke ended up creating these sort of dashboards, which are almost like their own little uh, static web pages with the content, with links, with like lockable things that you can do day by day. Like you can do so much with this thing. But it meant that, you know, there's a place where people can get all the information they need. Then obviously there's a Slack to support that. And like just hearing people's stories of like what brought them to the writing course and, you know, the fact that so many stories that I hear, and I think this is the reason that I very much enjoy what I do and facilitating a lot of, you know, the nonfiction stuff that I do is that, it's the people who give up all the parts of themselves to live what life should be. So it's like, you know, mums that give birth to three kids and they're married and they're in jobs, but, and they have to, or they feel like they have to sacrifice, you know, the things that they love just to support the things that, you know, the other things that they love. Um, And it's lots of people jumping in and they're like, I'm rediscovering like a part of me that I've not known for like 15 years and just the excitement and the joy and, you know, the passion, um, when they're talking about it it's just it's just really really um gratifying and there is a kind of magic i think when your people and i say it in air quotes not mm-hmm. because you're but i mean our and listeners people um <clears throat> get in a room yes. be it digital or physical the other day i was in a zoom an office zoom and somebody had a plot problem and their book was essentially about octopus shifters and it and and they kind of write like erotic so we were basically talking about tentacle let's talk porn. after the show <laughs> well no yeah <laughs> no no so it was basically tentacle porn and and everybody just joined in like it was you know and you know, I can't we couldn't do that with random people on the street they think we'd lost our fucking minds but like this was a completely normal conversation and Everybody chipped in and it was so cool. And I, I literally put in the chat, like, I love writers. I love that this yeah. is a completely valid, completely normal conversation because not normal people can't handle conversations like that. Like, right. and the people that like, there were people jumping in halfway through the conversation, like coming into the office, like coming into the Zoom, <laughs> like, like and they must've been a bit, a bit like, what the fuck is going on? But like, everybody just chipped in. And I'm like, this is why I love writers. Yeah. Writers are amazing. One, because that's a fucking awesome story plot. But two, like, look at everybody just joining in and like, they just, they, I love writers. I fucking love writers. Find your and, tribe. Like, 
yeah, yeah. Right. Like, well, this was the other thing yesterday like um and obviously i'm not going to put names out there but i was speaking to a potential um client who was saying they come from a very academic setting and they spent the last two years studying novel writing and sort of degree level and you could tell just from the way that they were talking how pissed off they were with that system and like how there was no recognition of the genre they wanted to write in by the academic how there was definitely like a push towards this is how writing should be and one thing that i've learned over like many of the years and just talking to more and more writers is like writing is whatever the fuck you want it to be like it, it like it needs to be catharsis it needs to come from the heart there needs to be passion behind it like there's no there's no one way to write and so mm-hmm. yeah i i have opinions about that system but like it just kind of then further highlighted when we went on this call just being surrounded by these people and yeah they're horror people as well so you know we had chats this week all about like strange animal penises and things like that and it's been it's been like really good in that regard and just we're excited to get started on the next one to see where where we can take it yeah there really are some strange animal pe- uh, penises like isn't it like a cat or a dog that has like spikes on the penis so that the penis doesn't come out it, of the vagina dog. yeah um, that's so weird yeah my nan had that where that two male dogs the one of them was, as well. yeah yeah <laughs> the natural yeah um, yeah i blame the natural patriarchy for people who are very <laughs> curious and this comes with a massive um trigger warning if you want to find one of the strangest in the kingdom look up the echidna and i will say no more um don't oh, do it I'm now sasha <laughs> quarterly confessional uh dan will dictate two novels launch a survey write three short stories and launch a new podcast Dan has dictated one novel. Um, I'm in the process of getting started on the next one. The survey, yeah, that's the face. That's the correct face, Sasha. <laughs> Let's. We won't discuss this on there. Um, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, the survey, I am in the throes of, um, what's the word? Creating? Compiling? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um and so that should be coming together. What is that is another thing I should say that I've enjoyed this week is I've gotten to the end of the first round of like hardcore research for the book. And so obviously because I can now use that, I'm starting to get like a shape of what the book is. I can start using that to inform the survey. Write three short stories. I have written one. I've got some words to do this month. Um, I have started posting them up on a Patreon, not to do anything too heavy, but just to have like accountability for writing a short story each month. Um, and launch a new podcast. It's live on people's feet. And the first episode will have dropped yesterday if you're listening to this on the day of release. So Yay. Monday the 14th. And I've got Jonathan Yez, which is very exciting. That is exciting. Congratulations. Sasha will. Darling. Thank you. Uh, Sasha will read a minimum of five LB books. Sapphic. Sapphic books. books. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so I have read... I have read three. I'm halfway through my fourth. Mm-hmm. So that is well on track. I will have, I will, have, I will have smashed, obliterated that by the time we get to the end of March. Nice. Um, I have implemented outsourcing. Uh, we have more than checked off five things. We are plowing through. Really she time. has, she is, oh, she is just amazing. Like she has more or less uploaded my entire back catalog already. Like it literally, would have taken me months to do that she fucking uh-huh. smashed it out in about three days i was like the fuck there you go uh so yeah she is amazing i adore her her strengths are amazing she is amazing did i mention how much i love her and appreciate her and think that she is amazing because she it. is <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, and just a reminder for people that want to get involved in the quarterly challenge, you can go over to facebook.com slash groups slash next level authors. The post is up there where you can put yourself down for whatever you want to be accountable to by the end of March. It's not too late to join in. If you want to, you know, use the next six to seven weeks to smash something out, put it down there. And the prizes are access to the villains master course and one activated author's full membership for a month. Um, and just for the people who are waiting on the Q4 um, prizes, they have been sent out and they should be with you when post dictates. Lovely. Uh, Patreon. No new patrons this week, but if you would like to be a patron, then you can by visiting patreon.com forward slash next level authors. And uh, if, if you are a patron, then you will get to join us live for our 100th episode, which yeah, we yeah. will be streaming into the Facebook group. Um, <clears throat> and then from March onwards, we will have uh, Q&As every single month mm-hmm. for you to join us as well. Yes. Uh, notices. You owe me dates for those, by the yes. way. Uh, notices. Uh, my audiobook, 13 Steps to Evil, How to Craft Super Bad Villains, is on a 50% discount if you buy it direct from me, which you can do uh, on my website. Just go to sashablack.co.uk and then click shop um, and use the code FAB50. And uh, I'll make sure that that is in the show notes as well. Beautiful. Comments. No notice from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um the podcast it is a podcast i i've had some uh guests come on and recorded already and i'm excited for those to go out like i've got a few people that are currently being scheduled to come on the show um it's you know i'm looking for people who are within the author community as well as people who are author community adjacent just to spread the gospel of productivity and to see what i can bring to you guys so yeah head over to all good podcast apps and look up activated authors amazing <clears throat> comments comments yes okay so comments are in two different places so bear with me um so that so uh emily han said what was that ending uh-huh. and i was like oh god so i went <laughs> and uh i went and watched it and it was actually a mashup of three separate conversations completely out of context which was hilarious and i had forgotten that i'd said that yeah <laughs> lots of duct tape <laughs> yeah oh it's so funny it's because i said it to somebody else uh-huh. and then i used it i completely used my own words but anyway um <laughs> And, and now they've been dropped out of context, which is just fantastic. And I love how serious my face was as well. Yeah. <laughs> that was what made me laugh. Well, it's very um, well. And then Maggie says, I really want a coffee mug that says level up to chaos, which I think is very apt for, for mm. this podcast. Um, and then we have we have some lovely Patreon comments. So Cassie says, wow, thanks, guys, for chatting about my three prong question plus my level up. So when I think through my my idea, I may reach out on a collaboration later in the year and I'll let you know how that goes. Uh, and I do want to get my pitch together a little better. Great idea, Sasha. Um, also, I need to reread Dan's book. Eden says, so I have a level up. Oh, OK, well, then let's we'll use their level up then this week. Yeah. Level up, level up. Okay, level up and comment all at the same time. Well done, Eden. You have smashed this up for us. Uh, so Eden says, uh, I have a level up. 
I released my reader magnet into the wild. And by the wild, I mean stuck it up on Amazon Kindle for uh, $1.99, hashtag shameless plug. It's Mm. the first piece of writing that I felt confident enough to share with the wider world. And hopefully it will lay the foundation for many more pieces to come. Mm -hmm. Also, oh, I couldn't have done it without you two in this podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of you, Eden. They yeah, worked I am so hard over the last however long they've been. I know, I know, and I am happen. in awe of how many words they smashed out in Nano as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, rocked it. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Arabelle says, "I hope this is someone's first episode." I nearly spat out my cereal. <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember the chaos of last episode but I think I, every episode is chaos Sasha. yeah oh it's niche it's a niche podcast <laughs> <laughs> I do if I oh, if I get like a bit of downtime I'm gonna work on a level up to chaos design mm. So Ara says, I never thought I would collaborate because I'd want to write what I want to write. I would look into the potential co-author. Uh, sorry, I would look into who the potential co-author is and see if our goals and styles aligned. I'd look at things like whether co-author, whether the co-author also outlines so we could plan ahead which subgenres they write. If we were a good match, then I'd want a solid contract. The interesting thing is about co-authors, you don't necessarily need them to have the same writing process as you because like if you like outlining, you do the outline and then they might want a first draft and then you could edit. Like I obviously you need to find what works, but mm-hmm. um yeah, you don't have to have the same skill sets or the same like like loves and likes because sometimes you need somebody who's good at the things that you're not. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it for comments. Beautiful. So I believe <laughs> we have covered everything. Um which went somewhat smoothly. It oh, did, episode. considering we had nothing three seconds before we started recording. Hey, don't even. <laughs> um, <laughs> episode 98, holy shit, balls. Okay, so this question. Um, oh, I just, my stomach rolled with an anxiety. I don't, I just. I will ask it, and then you have a choice of whether just to answer as is or whether you'd like context. Okay. So the question is, what would this look like if it were easy? okay i'm going to answer and then i want the context okay it is easy now give me the context interesting so i mean this is a question that i heard a while ago um it was probably tim ferris but i'm pretty sure it came from one of the guests on his show and it's one of those that every now and then like i come back to it and you just think like we do lots of things and sometimes there's resistance to things. And sometimes we think that we have to overcome resistance in order to gain and to achieve because to achieve things, you have to grind, you have to hustle, you have to break through barriers. You have to do the hard things. Right. And I found um, this article that basically explains it better than I'm going to, which what would, what would this look like if it were easy? It may seem like an overly simplified question, but that is entirely the point. Far too often, we convince ourselves that things need to be difficult and that if we aren't in some sort of mental or physical turmoil, then we're doing something wrong or not trying hard enough. As a result, we can sometimes actively seek out the path of most resistance and intentionally make things more complicated than they need to be. Now, I feel that like- That is why I answered the question the way I answered it. That okay, is go exactly on. why I answered it that way. So I have been doing loads of mindset work, loads of, um, I've been listening to like money audiobooks. I've been listening to like loads of stuff and <clears throat> I've been doing all this strengths worth. Yes, everybody drink. Um, 
and it doesn't have to be hard like I have I have a fine line because one of the threads of competition is that we like like in air quotes pain um but I think there's a difference between being in pain and things being hard right like Mm -hmm. I have told myself that things needed to be hard for so long and they have been hard because that's what I'm telling myself because our thoughts are our reality well that's bullshit nothing has to be hard there's fucking idiots making millions on fucking ridiculous things with with two brain cells like it's not hard for them so why does it need to be hard for me so over the last six weeks I would say I have been trying to be very careful with the things that I am saying the words that I am saying and the thoughts that I allow in my head because I don't I think easy is I think hard and I think easy are they're all perceptions, right? Mm-hmm. And we can change our perception of things. And I don't think my life needs to be hard. I think it can be easy. I think money can flow to me. I think I can achieve goals with, you know, by just doing. And I'm and I, I love that you asked this question now because I think six months ago I'd have been in a completely different position. And I am like my restorative, I think is 12 maybe, but I'm pulling on it a lot at the moment because whenever I encounter a problem or something that irritates me or something that I'm like, oh, this could be so much easier. I'm like, okay, let's fucking make it easier then. And, And it's a completely different mindset. So for example, this is just like a really random like example, but I was getting really pissed off Uh, with being the only person who made all of the fucking decisions about the food shop, about what we have for dinner, having to cook all the dinner. So Chloe, genius wife that she is, God, I fucking love her. She was like, let's get Gusto or HelloFresh. And I was like, "Uh, no. uh." And then I was like, why are you saying no? Like, Mm -hmm. let's just try it. So we did try it. It's the best fucking decision we have ever made four nights out of the week, I don't have to think, I don't have to make a decision. And like, it is genuine decision fatigue. Like I'm not in burnout, but I am in decision fatigue. Like I am very fatigued by decisions and and just like, it has solved the problem. Like some people would be like, well, I, you know, I don't want to pay more on that. And I, I, fine. I actually think it's going to save us money in the long run, but also paying that even if it did cost more, paying that little bit extra to just solve my problem and gain me back those energy pennies has made my life easier. We can choose to make our lives easier. You know, yeah. and okay, let's say you, you're you not privileged, uh, you know, you, you don't have the same privilege as me, so you can't afford to do that, fine. Then, you know, you, maybe you could go online and find a, a, a database of recipes, right? Like there are ways and means around these things that don't have to... Yeah, you don't, they don't have to cost money. It's, it's like little things, like it was really pissing me off that I would go and sit in the living room and not have, and my phone would be dead. So do you know what I did? I brought a fucking phone charger for. for the living room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's these little things that like make your life easier. You can make your life easier. Yeah. And um, and so now like, and, and I completely understand that I am privileged because I'm in the position where my business is big enough now that I can outsource, but like I am now outsourcing everything that I don't need to do. And it's even like little stuff. Like I was still putting 
like Becca was doing the show notes, but then I was doing the affiliate links. And I was like, the fuck? why am yeah. I doing the affiliate links? So, so I've just given her access and now she does the affiliate links, you know? So like, it's little stuff like that, like where I'm like, no, life does not need to be difficult or hard anymore. And you know what? Funnily enough, everything is much easier. Finish the book easier, like finished. You know, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, want to be blasé because I think that this has probably been the greatest mindset shift I have ever had because because of my strengths because I like to be in pain not like it's really hard one to explain that it's not it's not pain we like the burn right so yeah we like things to be challenges to be challenging shall we say the goal has to be big enough and like hard I say hard in its exclamation marks it has to be big enough let's use that word the goal has to be big enough big enough and scary enough before we'll even jump into it so I am not trying to uh what's the word I'm not trying to what is the word um I'm not detracting from other people's struggles man I just started this podcast by telling you I spiraled last night you know I'm not I'm not uh invincible I am going to have struggles and things like this but I do think that even a simple change in approach or change in mindset change in what you allow yourself to say really changes your reality like I managed to like Oh, I don't want to say that because that's, a... I, I just say it. No, I think we are really say powerful. <laughs> I think we are really powerful. And like, I, I wanted, I think we can like, I, I don't want to get really woo woo, but I genuinely believe that we can manifest stuff. Like I paid for something and then worried about it and was like, no, it's fine. I will make the money. And I had the money back within 12 hours. Like I literally made more money. And, and like, it's things like just, deciding that things can be easy but then being open enough to to find solutions and open enough to try new things and experiment and I am not saying that writing a book is easy I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that but we can choose to make things easier on ourselves I think that no matter, I don't like the word easy and hard anymore because I, I think they're yeah. the wrong descriptors, right? Writing a book is always going to be a roller coaster. There are going to be highs and lows, but, and that's it, right? There are going to be highs and lows, but ultimately writing a book is just putting one word in front of the other. It's just writing one word and then another word. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit worried that I'm sounding like an asshole and I really don't mean that. And I'm not saying that people don't struggle and I'm not saying things aren't hard because they are. Um, but I feel like we can make our realities better. And that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think you're coming across an asshole. I think you're coming across as someone who has actively put in the work to better their mindset, to put themselves in a position to answer this question and to make their life less frictiony. Um, yeah. absolutely. It's unbelievable. And, and you're right. Like writing a book is hard, but deciding to spend 10 minutes a day to sit at the keyboard is easy. What you do with that time, that's up to you. But, you know, there are steps to like breaking things down into smaller blocks, all that kind of stuff, like what I preach. But part of the reason, and I think this has come up a few times in conversations we've had, 
like I I say did there is still a part of me that does still suffer a little bit from this notion that it has to be difficult to level up like I've said before when I ran a parkour business I was in my words handed a parkour business like you know I was already coaching I was already like doing some things but then this guy who was moving to another city was like I'm taking my business said you want to run this city and I was like okay and mindset wise I was like okay I've just been handed this I haven't I haven't worked for it I haven't earned it when clearly you know I had because to continue it going to keep it being successful there's you know you have to have some credibility there when I was a freelance um, proofreader and copy editor, again, a lot of the work I got through a close contact of mine. And I felt at the time, oh, it was just given to me. I've not earned this, but, you know, I was delivering and I was doing the work. So I was earning what I was what I was getting. Um, and then the thing that I'm finding at the minute is like, I do still sometimes suffer from that. And actually in my um, counselling session on, on Tuesday, I spoke to her about this because I was saying, the really interesting shift that I've had over the last year is like, I still love my fiction. I still love horror. I still love everything about creating and writing, but the actual main focus of what my bigger goals are has now shifted from making a money or making a full living with my fiction to wanting to support authors and to go down this route of productivity and healthy productivity. And she was, she was asking why and she was, you know, doing all the right questions. And, um, and she said like, well, what is it about the non- the nonfiction side of things that you find works for you. And I said to her, like, it's easy. And she was like, but you're a person that wants to be challenged. So is easy the right thing? And obviously she's been provocative for that question. And I was like, well, yeah, because it's easy, but it's fulfilling as fuck. And just because it's easy doesn't mean it isn't challenging. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. even you know, speaking to some friends recently, just the, the way that, I, I jump on Zooms and I talk to people and I'm running all these sort of like big group Zoom sessions and things. I've had quite a few people in the last few weeks say to me, like, I don't know how you do it. Like you're very natural. Like you're really good at kind of just keeping things sticking over and all that kind of stuff. And like, I don't even think about it. And so it's those things that, because I think there's almost um, like an innate built in sense in a lot of people. And I don't know whether I've not thought about this enough to know whether it comes from like schooling systems and everything else, but that's, you, things do have to be somewhat difficult and only in doing the difficult things can you find the value and is that worth spending your time on well easy is relative though isn't it because mm. and also difficult is relative because when we first published our first book even uploading that book and understanding Huge. the metadata mm. was difficult mm-hmm. right but you you do it and you learn it and then you make it subconscious and you automate it and then it's easy so like it's only difficult until it's done and then it's easy right so like and and that's that that's the funny thing like people are like oh you know you you're you're so natural at this well you are but it's because you've done it so many times and you are you have built that muscle and that skill and so now you are good at it and it does come naturally and easy to you but Mm -hmm. it didn't like yeah. you had to build that skill. You had to grow and develop and do the work to mm-hmm. get to where you are now. Like, and that's, this is why people are like, oh yeah, overnight success. Yeah, overnight oh, success took shit. 10 years. No, but, uh-huh. but that's that's the funny thing, right? Everybody sees the overnight success, but they don't see that the people have done the work. They want to believe that that's the thing because they want yeah. to believe that that could be a possibility for them and you don't have to take the steps to do that work. Yeah. Um, but like, you've just reminded me of um, a thing that my granddad used to say. We used to like, you know, 
pre-internet we used to sit down in an evening watch who wants to be a millionaire and the questions would come up and like as a family we'd like shout them out and answer whatever and um the amount of time someone would go oh these questions are so easy tonight and my granddad would be like yeah they're only easy if you know the answer yeah yeah exactly which is beyond true um but like I mean I don't I don't really have an answer to this question myself so what would it look like if it were easy um are you trying to get to that mindset yes yeah okay I think this is part of part of the burnout because yeah lots of well a big chunk of what I do is very mentally draining and challenging um and so it's trying to find the vehicles that aren't necessarily challenging but rewarding I don't know if I'm saying this well but yeah I'm just trying to find the or trying to enable myself to look at what could possibly be the easy air quotes for people on the podcast the easy path because I often discredit what the easy will bring yes yeah 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 I understand that I I definitely think that that is where I was a few months ago Mm. what did you think I was gonna say I had no idea. Okay. Like I'm unsurprised by your answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. Like, um, you know, we said earlier, like to see how far it's come, especially over the last year or so, because, you know, there were so many external pressures yeah. on you that were, you know, compacting the mindset as it was. And, you know, you've done well, a lot of work on that, which is good to see. Like I say, I honestly, if you'd asked me this question, mm-hmm. maybe even three months ago, I don't think that I would have answered in the same way. I'd have tried to give you, things that could make things easy but like it reminds me of that question that you asked and I feel like it was you that asked it um that was something like what's holding you back Mm. and and both of our answers or your answer was um me the only I think that was my answer as well wasn't it the only thing that's holding me back is me anyway I can't remember it doesn't matter anyway one of us said it or both of us said it we are the Um, only people that can hold us back yeah exactly and and we are the only people that can make things difficult for ourselves mm-hmm. so you just got to choose to make it easy i do think that as a trick for this and how i went into this start with the little things yeah solve something really minor and petty mm-hmm. that just irritates you and if you can solve a little thing then you can work up and solve a medium thing and then a big thing. That's how I started. I solved really trivial things that were annoying me. Quick wins. Um, yeah, quick wins. Mm-hmm. And then build up and build up. And then, yeah. you know, other things get easy. So, yeah, yeah, great question. I will say as well that perspective is as simple as, oh, I have to do this today versus, oh, I get to do this today. Like, yeah. one word change can just entirely redefine what it is you're trying to say to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it there for this week. So the question to you guys is, what would it look like if it were easy? And join us for NLA episode 100 on the Facebook group. Um, Have we set the date and time for that? I don't think we have. So we are doing this on, come on, mouse, do your thing. Sunday, 27th of February. 27th at half seven. UK time. Yes. So join us on Facebook. If you're not a patron, if you're a patron, you'll be able to jump on live and chat with us and ask us questions. And celebrate 100 episodes of the next several authors. 100 episodes of absolute chaos. It's the furthest I've ever taken a podcast session. Is it? Mm. You've never hit 100 episodes? 
No, we did uh, <clears throat> we did 80 some on Great Writers Share. Well, you know, ignore um, the other stories. That's on like 400 odd by at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. And then the story studio was 50. Wow. Well, the I big feel centurion. honored that you have made it here with me. Mm-hmm. It's been tough. <laughs> it, has been tough. <laughs> it has been tough. We are yeah. hard work. Ha ha. Yeah. I see what I did there. Ah. I like it. <laughs> Except we're not, because this is easy and fun. Yeah. So yeah, join us on Sunday the 27th of February at half seven over on Facebook um, or on the Zoom if you are a patron. 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 And patron. we will see you next <laughs> easy week. Easy for you to say. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. I did Hungry for more? If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more of my angelic accent and Dan's dulcet tones on our other podcasts. For more of me, check out the Activated Authors Podcast. For more of me, listen to the Rebel Author Podcast. We'll be back next week holding each other to account as Dan and Sasha become Next Level Authors. So excited for this NLA! What NLA? We're currently doing an NLA. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant something. Uh, <laughs>